Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur podcast and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur, where we're talking about the problem of growing out of friends. It's a very serious subject, although it sounds very trivial, and it really does affect so many people in my classes and my accountability groups because it only affects the successful and the dynamic. So if this is your problem, welcome to the club. So let's establish some key facts. You know, at some point, you will have decided to do something really quite different something out of the ordinary, something that perhaps your friends and relatives are not doing. You may be thinking big. You may be thinking, I want more, more money, more property, more freedom, more choices, a bigger, better life. Well, all great aspirations and all of us listening can completely relate to all of this. But of course, the flip side of the coin is you are in a nutshell saying, my life is too small. My life is not what I want. I don't have enough money. I want more than my current home. I just want everything to be bigger than what my parents have got, what my families have got. I don't want my life to preordained. I don't want to know what I'm going to be doing when I'm middle-aged or retired. I don't want to be doing almost what's expected of me by my family. I should know my place, but it's not for me. Well, do you know, that is a bit unpleasant to hear by some people who's, you know, hearing you want to leave the life that they're all living. You know, this is perhaps their dream life and you're desperate to leave it, or you keep telling them that actually you found a way out. And you know, if you'd only like to do X and Y, they could do it too. Very difficult, isn't it? But I think most people forget that in order to get this big dream, you've got to do the action bit. And it's the action bit that makes things happen. So if you're just a dreamer and you keep talking about it, they'll get used to it and there'll be no problem. But if you're an action taker, then you are going to have things change. And that's when perhaps you will find friends start to slip away. So before we go any further, let me assure you, you're not alone. And also that this is not a new problem. It's happened throughout history. Now, women who in the past have stepped out of line, you know, not done what they were expected to do, have often been condemned as no better than she should be. A bit of an odd phrase, but it, you know, it really does sum up both what she's done and what the speaker's done or implied about what she's done. Because of course, it is thought that she's only achieved what she's done by going against all the social norms, which of course were very closely adhered to. 
And the speaker would never belittle themselves by associating themselves and re-friending them on the way down. Total and utter green-eyed monster behaviour, isn't it? And we still see that actually today in quite a lot of the broadsheets and gossip magazines. And men who dream big and achieve wonderful things, they're not scorned verbally in the same way. No, you wait for their downfall. And nothing could be more delightful to those that have been left behind than a, an epic downfall. You still see it today in some of the big leaders when they get deposed or their businesses crash. The more spectacular the crash, the better. Um, and actually, a great example of this is Thomas Woolsey. You may not know him off the top of your head, you may do, but he's a local boy to me, butcher's son from Ipswich, who rose through his incredible intelligence and education to become Henry VIII's Lord um, High Chancellor. He was a cardinal, immensely rich. I don't think we can really today understand how rich he was in, in relation to everybody else. And of course, he was the builder of that spectacular Hampton Court. But his end was swift, publicly humiliating and extraordinarily, although that all happened in the late 1520s, it's still very fresh and it's an often revisited story. You only have to see that, you know, Hilary Mantel's drama Wolf Hall was recently on the BBC. So people are still thinking about it. Uh, I can honestly say I bet he didn't have many of his Ipswich friends around him at court. He's a really good example of those who step out of the norm, make enemies and lose friends. And if they crash and burn, they can be talked about forever and a day. I also quite like that example, actually, of Thomas Wolsey, because he's a very early and very good example of a property investor who just absolutely went for it. I mean, who in his right mind would build a palace that outshone the king? That was a rookie error, I feel. But so there really is nothing new under the sun. But do you know, I don't think it's the reason why any of us should not do what it is we want to do. It's not a reason to not grow and change and achieve, although it is a problem that comes up constantly in mentoring groups because it creates a block mentally on why people want to do things. Because if you think about it logically, the first time you as a person public stated in your life that you were going to do X and Y is when you either marry or create a partnership or you'd left childhood behind and you were doing the adulting bit. Have you noticed? that adult has suddenly become a verb. I'm not a great fan, frankly, of doing that. It's a bit American, but I quite like the verb adulting. It sort of sums up so much about action and doing, doesn't it? And traditionally, those thoughts aside, uh, traditionally, women married into their husband's social groups and house areas. So they might well move away and they'd lose contact with friends and families. Now, you might think that's a thing of the past, but a few years ago, my sister and I went to stay in India, where we stayed in the most charming palace with the Raj Mata. And I had no idea of her age, but her son was currently the big cheese and was running everything. So I would suspect in her late 50s or 60s. But the important thing was that she'd married her husband when she was 16. And she came from part of India that was at the opposite side of India to where we were. And from the day of her wedding, she had never, ever seen her family again. Uh, which I thought was extraordinary because those of you who know India know it's got an absolutely epic railway system. She had physically and mentally moved from one life to another and she was extremely happy. And she did say to us, she didn't regret anything that she had done for one moment. And although she does seem to be a somewhat radical example, 
Is she so different from my aunt who married an American and moved to America when she was 19? She's only been back to the UK three times, twice for the funerals of her parents and once when I got married. So this moving away from friends and family is just normal, totally accepted when it's to do with love and the creation of the next family unit. And, you know, I still see some of her old friends and I've never heard them criticise her for it. No, it's always how romantic to have given everything up for love and gone away to America. Not, oh, she left us and we're not friends anymore. It's the friendships that die because of financial or educational changes that I think cause the problem. It's absolutely normal, but people who build businesses, I think, are different. We're wired differently. We've taken on responsibilities and have financial rewards that can create a lifestyle that, you know, normal job can never do. So, of course, the green-eyed monster arrives. And I suspect that the first warning of this that is happening, and I, I think this does happen slowly, it's a bit of a mission creep, this one, is when those evenings out with the girls or the chaps suddenly start to be less than fun. You know, they may even become a little bit sticky. It's always your round. Or the conversation starts to come, well, let's be frank here, rather parochial, you know, a little bit small world, in jokes, always talking about the same people, or just frankly so remote that you can't join in without appearing boastful, large da or bringing the whole evening to a grinding halt as yet again, inadvertently, you show up everybody else's small-mindedness. I'm told by clients that they've even in these situations found themselves becoming a pale imitation of themselves because they don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, these are people they've known all their lives, but they can't now be their current themselves, their current me. And that, I think, is a real problem. I'm very lucky. Due to my family always moving and having married a soldier, the circle I was in was constantly moving. We moved, you know, so many times. So no one could create this gold standard of what was expected. The army, of course, recruits right across the social strata and education levels. So it was absolutely taken as read that in any group, there would be some people whose education had given them a string of letters after their names and they had head like planet. And there were those in the group who frankly found reading a bit of a chore. You just had to get on with it. And the circle was always big enough for you to be able to go and seek out the like-minded souls. But that isn't so easy if you've always lived in the same place. So it's up to us to stay as we are and dream about what may have been or dream and take action and then deal with the consequences. So what are friends? Well, friends really are people we all want to spend time with, either at work or in a social setting. They may be people you've known all your life, or they may be new friends. But the truth of it is that most of us have a lot of friends, lots and lots. But we can only count on one hand the people that really, really matter to us. And they are the important ones. And we should just be happy to lose everybody else. Easier said than done. I do understand that. You know, concentrate on those people and jettison the rest. I think the whole ghosting thing has been around a long time, although it hasn't had a name. It's just the current method of communication has highlighted the ending of a friendship. Because, of course, in the old days, you just drifted slowly apart. You suddenly realised perhaps you hadn't seen someone for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and only met up with them at one of those hideous school reunions or something, when you realise you, you look at the person you always hated at school and you still hate them. But if you're spending time with people who've always been in your circle, and you are not nourishing your soul and giving you the enjoyment that you think a friend should, 
slowly disengage. It'd be much better than the long run. We all live busy lives. And if they suddenly notice that you're gone, well, actually, your space should have been filled by somebody else in their lives. Them having no other friends is not your problem. It's your life. You need to be filling it up with people who get you, what you're doing, what you are now. Don't think that being a boss is weird. Don't sometimes wonder that you've changed your politics, for instance. You know, if you, if you live in an area which says, you know, we, the friendship group, always vote in this way, because they might suddenly, for instance, all decide that because you are a landlord, because you own property, because you've suddenly got all this wealth and a fabulous car and uh, ad infinitum, that you're suddenly right of Genghis Khan. It doesn't matter. You can be what you like and they can do what they like. You don't have to stay within their parameters. Now, I've got two separate married couple friends who are setting off on their ocean-going yachts this year to sail around the world for the next few years. They haven't given any of us a second thought. Honestly, we were never consulted as to whether or not this was a good idea. This is a dream they've been working on and planning almost from the moment they started earning money. Are we envious? Oh, yes, we are. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, what, what a dream. Although I have to confess here, I'm not a sailor. I do try. I keep doing it, but I'm not very good at it. I get extremely panicky if I'm out at sea and I can't see land. I I realise this is my own failing, but I don't seem to be able to get over it. But that's no reason, frankly, for me not wanting them to do it. Will we miss them? Yes, of course we will. At first, I will add there, at first we'll miss them. They won't be coming to the usual parties and things like that, but we'll get used to it. And when they come back, they're going to be completely different. They'll have experienced stuff we can't and frankly can't imagine. You know, there will be dramas at sea, storms, problems, all that kind of stuff. They can tell us till we're blue in the face, but we won't really understand it. So it'll then be a case of, will we still be friends with the small amount of of things in common or will they have moved on? Well, it's life. We'll just have to wait and see. So you could say, help, I've outgrown my friends. And I could say, well, I should hope so too. How can you expect to meet everyone who's worthwhile whilst you're still in your 20s or teens? You know, life's not like that. You've hardly got going. And if you suddenly discovered a huge passion in something, you are going to leave those other friends behind. And actually, if you want to see those people who've really cracked life, go and look at those wrinklies, you know, the 80 and the 90-year-olds who are still whooping up life you normally find it's because they're still making friends frantically. They've embraced life and know that new friends are exactly what's needed to keep everything fresh and current and supportive. And if you've outgrown your friends, ask yourself, were they a habit or were they somebody you would drop absolutely everything for? As I say, I've only got probably one hand's worth of people that I would just take a phone call from, jump in my car and drive across the country. But I do have a large circle of friends. And outgrowing friends. Well, sometimes friends are in property and they should therefore be on the same wavelength. But think about it. Not everybody in property is on the same wavelength. There are those who come in wanting to do or build an empire and they do know more than one property and you've known them for years. Do you still want to be the person in that small peer group who's right up there at the top achieving everything? Or do you want to move into the next level of property friends? The others will still be about and chat. Don't fill up your time with them. Time is really precious. You can't buy it back. And perhaps it's time to get selective as to about who you and your significant other want to bond with and play with. 
Be careful, though, because if you prune hard, you'll suddenly find you'll acquire a lot of time. It's amazing how much time socialising and having fun really does take up. Outgrowing friends, very common problem. And that one that comes up time and time again in mindset work. Why? Because fear of losing friendship groups, it's a very sort of inbuilt worry. And finding you've got nothing in common with your key friends is a very easy way to put the brake on doing what you want to do. It stops people, and I know this is true, for pushing through the barrier from now to reach tomorrow. All too often, it just prevents people from just going for it and actioning a great plan that will change their lives. And you can hear it when you talk to people in a group. You know, they come up with a thousand reasons as to why they can't do something that the rest of us find very easy and very basic. And it's it's because they are you know, to use that old phrase, in that box of crabs. And they just can't get away from that feeling that this they can't do it, they shouldn't do it. No one else in their group is doing it, so why should they? And that's unfortunate and sad. Sometimes it just becomes apparent that it's time to move on. Perhaps during lockdown, you joined a group of property peeps and it's become a weekly habit. It takes up a whole morning, perhaps a couple of hours. But actually, you could use that time more effectively because we're now moving on to a great pace. And if you want to really scale and grow, you're going to have to really be careful about how you use your time. Incidentally, this is the other viewpoint, which we very rarely think of. Most people in property would love to see less of you if you were going to fly and really achieve what you want to do, because it's one of the great things about property. Success is seen as good. You know, and we love to bask in its reflective glory. If you've been around long enough, you'll have seen lots of people who go from nothing to big. And there's nothing that gives people more pleasure than going, oh yeah, I remember X or Y. I remember before they bought their first house or they completely made a bungle of the first five, but you wouldn't know it now, would you? Because we all bask in that reflected glory. We love to see people soar. But on a more serious note, sometimes life is going to radically change. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You want something and you may be with a lifetime partner who doesn't want it. You've got a choice then. Are you going to go with your dream and perhaps lose that person or forever just put that dream aside and know that in order to keep with that group of people or that partner, you had to just box up your dreams? Well, it's up to you. It really is a personal choice, but don't let it stop you if you want to move on. We're all property peeps. And well done, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your viewpoint, we're going to have financial freedom. You know, an income well above most of our friends that they would consider normal. And also it would look so effortless to them. They don't see the hard work. You know, you'll be able to afford to buy and do stuff that people only see in magazines and newspapers. And frankly, to use that lovely thought, you may be the eagle surrounded by turkeys, in which case you need to just fly away and find the other eagles and join a new group and have more friends. There are so many people we can all be friends with, although it always seems as if there isn't when friends are a bit thin on the ground. And I think thinking big will always make you worry that you are going to lose your friends. But others will find you, honestly if you're a great person, and they're going to go, where were you all my life? I mean, you know, where were you? Just you weren't around to be friends because you were playing in in another area. So help. I've lost my friends. No, you haven't. You really haven't. 
you've just realized that you need to broaden your horizons and it takes time to find people who you're then comfortable with. But if you've done that and you are now starting to feel as comfortable in that new peer group and new friendship group as you were in your old one, then I think you will have grown into your skin. And if you've grown into your skin and everything feels normal and successful, then you will become a really good property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.